Hello and welcome to Nightcap with Jim. I'm the Central Jim, and tonight we'll be discussing Netflix. For more content you may enjoy, please check out our Morning Mangami podcast and our other social media content at Mangami Players on Twitter, Tumblr, Facebook, and YouTube. So, uh, I wanted to talk a little bit about Netflix today uh, because uh, I had a couple of thoughts about it uh, recently and uh, because of some interesting stuff I've seen. Uh, some articles and whatnot I've seen uh, recently, including articles uh, about how Disney is going to be pulling all of the MCU movies from Netflix, preceding uh, um, uh, the next uh, or uh, basically they said that Ant Man and the Wasp will be the last movie to appear on Netflix, and they're moving everything to uh, their Disney streaming site, which. I kind of felt was a little bit of a fuck you <laughs> to us Netflix users, um, uh, but you know that's that's my opinion. Um, before we get into what I think Netflix kind of does wrong sometimes, I thought let's do uh, let's start with what they do right and uh, do so well. Um, so obviously they have a lot of uh, uh, original shows. Uh, that, you know, for all, uh, for, for, I think, you know, the general consensus is their Netflix original shows, uh, are fantastic, and, you know, just a list of some of these, you know, you got Marco Polo, which unfortunately got cancelled, Sense8, which unfortunately got cancelled, Narco, Stranger Things, The OA, which I don't know what the deal is going on with that, there's no, it's been out for a while, and no, I haven't heard anything about it, uh, Series of Unfortunate Events, uh, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, the Ranch, Santa Clarita Diet, uh, Glow, American Vandal, Disjointed, Wet Hot American Summer, uh, and uh, a new show, uh, which I uh, wanted to bring up briefly, uh, because a new trailer for it just dropped recently, Maniac, starring Emma Stone and Jonah Hill, which looks really interesting, uh, Mindhunter, Lost in Space, uh, and then, you know, some stuff I've mentioned on the podcast before, like Dino Trucks and Troll Hunters. Uh, this new show that came out uh, a couple months ago or something like that called The Hollow, which is really cool. Um, you got your documentary series like Making a Murderer and Five Came Back, Flint Town. Uh, you got your, you know, your uh, your Bill Nye Saves the World. Um, my next guest needs no introduction with David Letterman, the Joel McHale show with Joel McHale, and of course the Marvel shows Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, Iron Fist, Defenders, and The Punisher. Um, now, and also, you know, we got BoJack Horseman, uh, and we got these guys who picked up a bunch of great shows like Arrested Development, Clone Wars, uh, Star Wars to Clone Wars, Trailer Park Boys, Dragons Race to the Edge, Longmire, Black Mirror, uh, The Last Kingdom. So, you know, they do a lot of stuff really, really well. And to jump into what they're doing wrong and what I don't understand about why, especially in terms of Disney deciding to pull the MCU movies from Netflix, is you got fucking TV shows on Netflix that are in the MCU. You got Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, Iron Fist, Defenders, Punisher, and I'm sure there's going to be more to come at some point in the future. You know, add, add a couple new members of the Defenders. So I really don't understand why Disney is all of a sudden... That's why I said it seems like such a big fuck you, a big middle finger to us Netflix uh, subscribers. Because we have a bunch of shows that are that are in the MCU. 
And yeah, they're not like directly related and nobody from the movies or any of the other TV shows like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. you know, are, are appearing, but still, they're part of the MCU. You've expli- they've explicitly stated that they are. There are events referenced in, in the shows that, you know, happened in the films. So I really don't understand this move at all by Disney. It makes zero sense. Um, I feel like Disney's getting a little bit too big for their britches, you know? Um, I mean, they've taken over two of the biggest intellectual properties and companies, um, and most, and, you know, and also, and the reason why they're so big uh, is because they're super successful, um, being, you know, uh, uh, Lucasfilm and, uh, and Marvel Studios. So I really feel like they're kind of just like high on themselves a little bit and just feel like they can do whatever the hell they want. Uh, you know, which, you know, includes everything apparently from from taking all the MCU movies, which, by the way, there aren't that many. There's like two. It's just uh, Thor, Ragnarok, and Doctor Strange. So it's like, it's really not a big move these guys are making. Uh, but then all the way to, you know, firing James Gunn from doing Guardians of the Galaxy 3 for some jokes, which I, I, I feel like you need to reiterate that it's jokes that he made several many years ago. Um, and this was, you know, before he, he got the, you know, deal to do Guardians of the Galaxy. I think it was before he even did Super and before he did Slither before he wrote the Dawn of the Dead script, back when he was working, you know, because the gig that kind of brought him up in the world of independent film, um, you know, was was Tromeo and Juliet, which was this, you know, reimagining, and he worked with this this guy, Lloyd Kaufman, and uh, the this, you know, company that he was working with had this reputation for, for taboo and really boundary pushing boundary breaking um anything so i'm i'm just not understanding the why we have james gunn who can make a couple of jokes and get fired when he's created one of the most successful franchises in the MCU uh, especially considering that nobody knew who the hell the guardians of the galaxy were um until he made the movies but we have a president that can say shit like grab him by the pussy or you know, I'm gonna nuke half the world or whatever crazy crap he's tweeted this week. Um, so, you know, I just don't get Disney doing that shit. Uh, obviously, that's not a Netflix thing, but we went off on a tangent there, didn't we? <laughs> um, so, uh, I just want to kind of dive into some of these projects a little bit really quick because that was the thing is like the shows and the documentary series and the continuations that these guys have done um, have all been extremely well received Uh, but the movies their Netflix original movies seem to have taken a big decline um, in the past few years now this uh, they started one of their first Netflix original movies and one of their biggest ones was uh, Beasts of No Nation with uh, Idris Elba, and it's this amazing movie. If you haven't seen it and you have Netflix, I would very much recommend it. Um, it's definitely a very eye-opening movie, though, because uh, it is about child soldiers in Africa, 
the main character of which is a child soldier who is, you know, raised by Idris Elba's warlord character. Uh, it's a very intense movie. It's very eye-opening as well um, because, I mean, you know, Blood Diamond got our foot in the door in terms of, you know, seeing, you know, the child soldier epidemic uh, that uh, goes on in in places like this in, in third world areas uh, where you have warlords who will do whatever they have to do to accomplish their goals, you know, up to and including using children to fight their battles for them, which, I mean, how big of a pussy can you really get? Um, but also, you know, the balls on somebody to corrupt a child and, uh, you know, turn them into a fighting machine through drugs and manipulation and psychological, emotional torture, uh, as well as physical torture. So, you know, what the hell? Um, it's definitely not a movie for everybody, but it's it's one of these movies that, you know, is definitely one that's, you know, trying to make you socially aware of, of some really messed up stuff that's happening uh, in the world. So it's a pretty important movie. Um, you know, that, that to, to have been made. So, uh, you know, but, but, you know, that one was very well received because, you know, it was really well made and, um, and it was just, it was just, you know, very well executed. And every Netflix original movie I've seen, with the exception of one, and we'll get to that in a second, uh, all are very quality pictures, you know, off the top of my head, um, which is funny, I because I have a list in front of me, <laughs> so I probably should have written down these movies. But so bright, I've talked about on the podcast previously. That's a very excellent movie. It's very well made. David Ayer is a great director, great writer. Uh, he didn't write this one. Uh, Max Landis wrote this, wrote Bright. But uh, either way, uh, but it's very well well done. You know, Will Smith and Joel Edgerton do a great job of of playing partners. You know, in this very you know weird alternate reality uh you know and there's some social stuff uh stuck in there uh as well as you know it being you know a good cop action movie uh so you know and uh, i mean that one did all right critical reception wise but not as well as i would have thought um you know i don't know but then stuff like uh, the Legend of a White-Tailed Deer Hunter with Josh Brolin and Danny McBride. The movie is excellent, you know, and critically, it's just been totally shat on. You know, I think it's got like a 4.9 on IMDb, and I'm just like, why? You know, I mean, you're talking about the guys who, because it's, well, you're talking about the guy who plays Thanos, first of all, and, you know, just a myriad of other amazing roles, like his, his, his turn in Only the Brave, no Country for Old Men, etc., 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 and he gives a great performance in this movie, and and then you have Danny McBride and Jody Hill, who you will know as the creators of, you know, Foot Fist Way, uh, Eastbound and Down, or, yeah, Eastbound and Down, and, um, and Vice Principals, and these guys work so incredibly well together, and they still do in this movie and I just don't understand why people aren't liking it you know it's not because it's not like uh, this isn't your cup of tea kind of a movie 
you know, I think this movie is accessible enough that that anyone could enjoy it. Um, you know, and the writing is great, the cinematography is great, the directing is great, the acting is great, and and the one of the reasons the acting had to be good is because this movie demanded great performances because the entire movie, you know, with the exception of, of a little opening sequence, is just Josh Brolin, the kid who plays his son, and Danny McBride going on this hunting trip together. And that's the entire movie. It's just them trying to bag, um, you know, trying to hunt a deer and kill it. And, you know, I don't, I don't really see what the, what, why people are hating on this movie so, so much. I don't get it, you know. And then, uh, oh God, there's just, there's a lot of examples. But, but you get what I'm saying. It's just like, I don't get why people are hating on these Netflix original movies because there are, there are a lot of them are really quite good. With the exception, and you know, bringing it back around, with the exception of Death Note, the Netflix original. And if you don't know what Death Note is, um, it's one of the most amazing anime and manga series of all time. Very successfully adapted into live action film in the Japanese film, by the Japanese film industry. And, uh, then they tried to bring it over to America, and they totally biffed it. I mean, they really screwed the pooch on on this one. Uh, the only redeeming quality of the American Death Note being uh, Willem Dafoe's performance as Ryuk. Uh, everything else sucks hardcore. Just is really bad. Because uh, they took this amazing idea, which is... So the basic story is there's this kid, and he's... Um, I'm going to go with the the original story uh, of the anime. Um, he's, he's a genius. He's one of the smartest kids in Japan, if not the smartest. And um, he's, a, he's just a he's genius level IQ. And all of a sudden, one day, he's, you know, in the quad or whatever at his school. And this book just kind of falls out of the sky. And he walks up to it. He's like, what's this? And he picks it up, and it's this thing called the Death Note. And there are all these rules, but the basic, basically, what it what it is is you write someone's name in the book, and after a certain amount of time, they if you don't specify a specific cause of death, they'll die of a heart attack. So you just write someone's name in, and forty, you know, however long it is, forty five seconds or a minute or whatever, all of a sudden they just keel over and die from a heart attack. Um, but you can specify manner of death, time of death, all this, like, there's just all these really crazy and complex rules. Um, and this kid starts killing all of the, you know, bad and evil people all around the world. And, uh, and then he gets the attention of law enforcement, obviously, and, uh, there's just this epic you know, conf conflict between, you know, cat and mouse type of uh, thriller sort of situation between him and this lead investigator, L, who is so mysterious that, you know, nobody has ever seen his face before except for, like, his valet. Uh, and even then, not really, you know. <laughs> so, um, it's just, it's and it's absolute insanity. I mean, like, especially the way the story evolves and, key and goes on, um, it's absolutely incredible uh, because I just gave you the very boilerplate of like the f like the first you know few episodes because um, once it gets about twenty or so episodes deep, it just like 
it evolves into it is a whole new thing, and it just gets better and better as it goes on. The Death Note, uh, uh, Netflix original Death Note, is for all intents and purposes Final Fantasy, whatever number they're on. You know, it's just about gruesome deaths um, that have really no point or meaning and don't add anything to the story and really are just a massive disappointment to everything, especially because they've taken this super genius and made him into, you know, this dark fucking, you know, Columbine school shooter type kid. You know, the kind of kid that you see and you're just like, oh, I could totally see him shooting this place up when you're in high school. You know what I'm saying? Um, Just this real creepy kid who's just, you know, you can see that, like, one, you know, if he just gets, you know, his hands on a shotgun and and a pistol and, like, you know, maybe gets a couple other accoutrements and maybe gets some, you know, adult like the Columbine kids did to go to a gun show or whatever and buy them some stuff that he's going to walk into the high school one day and just start blowing everyone away. He's that kind of kid. And he's not a genius anymore either, you know? So it's just really super disappointing on that level, but also the level of, you know, there's no uh, creativity or intellectual thought put into how he's killing people, you know? He's he's killing them in these mo- in these incredibly elaborate ways that don't add to the story and, in fact, actually add to how easy it's going to be for L to catch him, you know, this investigator. And that's another, I guess, redeeming quality is is Keith uh, Stan Lakefield's uh, uh, performance as L. You, you might recognize him uh, if you had, if you have seen Straight Outta Compton. He played uh, Snoop Dogg. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, other than that, him and Willem Dafoe, this movie's just a joke. And, uh, I mean, it's just, it's horrible, dude. I mean, like, they took one of the coolest ideas and just ruined it. I mean, in in the most just horrible fashion I can imagine, you know, besides just outright making a movie where, you know, like, on the screen, like, there's a subliminal messaging, and it's just like, Death Note sucks, Death Note sucks, we hate Death Note, Death Note sucks. I mean, that's the only thing I can think of that would be more insulting to put in this movie than what they already did. So, you know, fuck that movie. (laughs) Um, But then some other weird stuff that that Netflix has done um, that I don't really understand because Netflix, at least the streaming site, really kind of gets my dander up sometimes. I mean, I love the service, don't get me wrong. I love streaming. But, you know, like, Amazon doesn't do it like this, and I don't know any other, like, Hulu, I don't think they do it like this, but Netflix has, like, this, this, you know, revolving door, if you will, policy when it comes to their the stuff on their streaming sites. So they'll take stuff down and put stuff up all the time, and it really bothers me for a couple of reasons, you know? Like, okay, so recently... Uh, well, okay, so, like, last year they had the Jurassic Park trilogy up. So 1, 2, Jurassic Park, Lost World, Jurassic Park 3. And then they took them down, and then they, a couple of months ago, like a month and a half or two months ago, put them back up, you know. Um, 
Oh, and Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 is also on Netflix. I forgot about that one. But uh, but that's another thing, you know, like, so so they'll have, move, like, movies or TV shows because they have, you know, like, all these Netflix original shows um, that are, you know, connected to something else, to another project, and they don't have that original thing on it. So they have Turbo Fast. Turbo, if you don't know, is an animated film that starred Ryan Reynolds and um, Samuel L. Jackson, and Ryan Reynolds' character was this... Uh, um, a snail who always wanted to go fast and then he, you know, got, uh, he just got the power to go fast and so he was racing, you know, NASCAR or whatever. You know, you got Veggie Tales, uh, All Hail King Julian, King Julian from the Madagascar series and, uh, the last time I checked, they only had Madagascar 2 on Netflix, which is like, why would you have the second one only? That doesn't make sense. And then Kung Fu Panda, they only, and they, you know, they only have they have like the animated short shows, uh, and Kung Fu Panda one and Kung Fu Panda three, but not Kung Fu Panda two. And I'm like, why? Um, Adventures of Puss in Boots, but they only have the first Shrek movie, and there's a lot of Shrek movies. Don't know why that is. Dawn of the Croods, but they don't have the Croods. Uh, Lego Bionicle, Lego Friends, but they don't have the Lego Movie. Uh, or the Lego Batman movie, or Lego Ninjago movie, so I don't know what that's about. Home, Adventures with Tip and O, but they don't have Home. Boss Baby, I think they actually, this is one they do have, uh, they actually do have the Boss Baby movie. Spy Kids, but I don't think they have any of the Spy Kids movies. Epic Tales of Captain Underpants, but again, I'm pr they do have the Captain Underpants movie on there. So, but, you know, and then they'll have, like, Bad Boys with Will Smith and Martin Lawrence, but they won't have Bad Boys 2, and then they'll have Bad Boys 2, but not Bad Boys. So it's like, what are you doing, Netflix? Like, seriously, like, get your shit wired tight, because I don't know what is going on with you. You know, you'll do a full series like Jurassic Park, but then you won't have Kung Fu Panda 2 for no reason. You know, you'll have Madagascar 2 for no reason without having Madagascar's one or two, you know, and so on and so forth. I mean, the list goes on and on. It's just really frustrating, you know, because it's like, if I'm watching Kung Fu Panda, I don't want to watch Kung Fu Panda 3 directly after 1. I want to watch Kung Fu Panda 2. And then after 2, I want to watch Kung Fu Panda 3. So it's like, why don't you just give me what I want, Netflix, and then leave it up there. Like, and like I mean, seriously, because these guys are making a lot of money and they could just invest in more servers or whatever it is the problem is because basically the way that Netflix streaming works is like, think about it like you have a, a playlist of something. You know, music, movies, TV shows, whatever, you know. So you have a, a, a playlist. What Netflix streaming does is it takes that full playlist, so let's just for sake of argument say that your playlist is 500 items long. 500 songs, 500 movies, 500 TV shows, whatever, okay? And it makes the, it, so it takes the playlist and it cuts out 400 of those items. So now your playlist is only 100 items long. Why? You know, I want to listen to the full playlist. If I wanted a playlist that only had 100 items on it, I'd make a playlist that had 100 items on it. If I make a playlist with 500 and if I'm hitting shuffle, I want to be able to hit all. I want to be able to hit all 500 of those things at some point. I don't want to just be in this 100 
area. You know, they just limit themselves, and I don't understand why, because they make so much money, they could definitely invest in, you know, just these massive server farms, so they could have, you know, just, a, you know, an explosion of content on Netflix, and maybe get rid of some of the crappier stuff they have. I mean, for crying out loud, they have got, like, 39 goddamn Steven Seagal movies, and his crap show True Justice, which is just a joke. I mean... And, and by the way, these aren't like the quote-unquote good Steven Seagal movies, like Under Siege or whatever, because he doesn't really make good movies. But these are the like movies he's made in the past like 10 years where he's like old and fat and nothing against fat people or being fat, but, you know, he's, he's supposed to be this wicked awesome martial artist and he's got the range of movement of a fucking hippo now. And again, that's not a fat joke. I'm, I'm literally saying like hippos don't have the greatest range of movement. Um, or an alligator, the range of movement of an alligator, or a crocodile, that too, you know, I, I apologize if any, if any people were offended by those, my previous comments, uh, I was not attempting to offend anyone, um, I just get worked up because Steven Seagal sucks, um, and if that offended you, I don't care, um, <laughs> you know, there's all this crappy stuff by, like, Steven Seagal, and then all these, like, weird B-movies, when they could be having, you know, just, like, really good quality programming on there. And the sad thing is, is they have all their Netflix original stuff available all the time. And, again, I think that's all good quality programming. Like I said, that's, like, the, the Netflix original stuff is stuff that Netflix has done right. But, um, you know, like, what's... I don't understand why they have... Why they're willing to go with all these crap movies, especially when they have a rating system. You know, I mean... I can't imagine too many people are giving thumbs up to these crappy Steven Seagal films or these, you know, crap B-movies. So it's like, okay, if you see like a hundred thousand, you know, thumbs downs on these, get rid of them. And then when you see a lot of thumbs ups, maybe get more stuff like that. Because I'm pretty sure all of us who have Netflix and all of us who like ha and also are fans of the MCU... We all thumbs up on Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 and, and Doctor Strange and Thor Ragnarok. So it's like, you know, and, and any Marvel movies that have been there in the past. So it's like, hey, why don't you give us more of the Marvel movies, you dick? You know, same thing with the TV shows. You know, if we're, if we're liking Daredevil and Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, Iron Fist, Defenders, and The Punisher, yes, give us more of those shows, but also, like, we like Marvel. That's clearly what we're saying to you. Give us more Marvel stuff, you know? I mean, because they, they had Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. on there. I don't know if they took that down. Uh, but again, same thing, same principle. Just we're thumbsing up on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., so give us more Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And then they take stuff down all the time. And the one thing that really bothers me is, like, when I... Because I like to rewatch stuff a lot. So Burn Notice, I like to watch that at least once a year, if not twice or three times. Um, and I mean the whole series. And... And I've been doing that very faithfully for, you know, th since since my college days. So that's, you know, eight years I've been watching Burn Notice over and over again. Because I just love that show. It's just really awesome. I, I enjoy it tremendously. And as soon as I'm, you know, I've and I went through it and then, you know, a couple months go by and I'm like, oh, I want to get into Burn Notice again. And I go to look for Burn Notice and it's fucking gone. It's like, I'm just like, what are you doing, Netflix? Like, really? Like, I think you need to sit down and look in the mirror and get your shit together. 
because some stuff you're doing is awesome and other stuff you're doing is totally whack. You know, I mean, like, canceling Sense8, canceling Marco Polo, what are you thinking? I mean, Marco Polo was fantastic. You know, Sense8 is amazing. Uh, you know, and I don't get it. You know, I just really don't. Now, I, I mean, I understand, like, these like these are two kind of pretty bad examples for me to call Netflix out on because they're two of the most expensive television shows, just period, in history. Um, not, like, for Netflix or for, you know, HBO. I'm talking about just period. Any network, any streaming service, anywhere. They're two of the biggest, most expensive things ever made uh, to be a, you know, to be a serialized show um but still it's like maybe slow down because like netflix has new original content coming out like every three days it feels like you know every three days it feels like there's a new netflix original something and i mean this is everything from tv shows to animation to anime um to stuff they're picking up like i said like arrested development or clone wars or trailer park boys or dragons race to the edge or longmire or black mirror or last kingdom you know, stuff that they're picking up from other places, like I said, like Turbo or, uh, you know, King Julian or Puss in Boots or Dawn of the Croods or, or what, you know, Boss Baby or whatever. And, and I feel like a lot of these other really amazing productions are having to pay the price. And, you know, some of them are cheap to make, you know, like The Ranch. It's your very typical, you know, sitcom that, you know, is just, in a studio and there's not a lot of sets you know there's not a lot of locations there's just a handful of them and you cycle in through you know in between those and then that's it um you know so it's just like i feel like they need to money manage their money better or something because i don't get it you know because they have all these amazing projects that they do and yet they're willing to let a lot of you know other really great content that they have and i don't know what i don't know what the deal is i don't know if it's like you know usa or you know whatever networks or you know whatever studios or like we don't want this thing you know like so they can't work out a contract or a deal to get this show or this movie onto netflix you know but i don't see amazon or hulu having these kinds of issues so you know i love netflix i've been a netflix subscriber for a decade, if not more now, you know, since 2006 or 2007, so, you know, a decade plus, I'm very loyal to Netflix, but, um, you know, if these guys don't work their stuff out, especially with this, with this call for Disney, um, to remove all their MCU content, uh, their movies, um, I'm just not having it, you know, so, uh, Netflix, I love you, but you're kind of fucking up. Please do better. And Disney, I'm just going to give you a little middle finger right now, because that's how I feel about you, because you're doing some whack shit, too. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, but uh, what do we expect from from the... You know, I'm, I'm not going to go into that. Um, anyway... Uh, hang on a minute. My apologies. Words, thoughts. All right, yeah. So that's going to be our show for tonight. Um, got a little, got a little heated there. 
thank you for thank you uh, very much for listening. Please tune into the morning show with Heath and check out our social media content at Mongami Players on Twitter, Tumblr, Facebook, and YouTube. Thanks again for stopping by for a nightcap. Good night.